This episode of the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast is brought to you by the Fun Astrology 101 course. If you'd like to learn the language of astrology in a fun and easy way, go to funastrology.com and check out the 101 course. It's right there on the homepage. Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock, Thomas Miller here. Do you ever just feel that you look at the astrology and you scratch your head and you say, I feel like my life is not at all in sync with my astrology chart. I've been told I have a chart of a late bloomer. And I'm wondering, can you please direct me on what I can do in terms of astrology to come into purpose with my chart life direction, really? I appreciate all that you do. Thank you so much. This is such a great question, and as astrologers, you will come up with clients who feel this same way. They may be new to astrology, uh, or they may be a year or two into it, and still feel I did. For example, I, it was only my moon. It was my moon position, as it turned out. That was only altered by my moving to equal houses, and that made it exactly accurate. So there are a number of, anytime somebody says this to me, you know, I don't feel like this is an accurate chart for me. My life just does not. Then to me, you are called on to rectify the chart. And there are several ways to do it, mainly moving the midheaven to make events. But a second thing, now in listening to her, she mentioned that she had this 10th house stelium in Sagittarius, which may mean that she has either Pisces, maybe late Pisces rising, or she could have Aries rising. And you have to make sure and that's another place you could start. Which one is it? Pisces rising. And you want to ask physical health questions, basically, because those are bodily and you can't deny them. They're physical facts. And a body type is likely to be mo very different if you have Pisces rising and are ruled by Jupiter and Neptune, or if you have Aries rising and you're ruled by Mars. It's a completely different physiognomy and also a different metabolism. So those are ways that you can begin to rectify a chart. And once you do that, for example, she didn't give her ascendant. So I don't know what her chart ruler is. And that would make all the difference if, in fact, she were to have Aries or Pisces rising. Because with Pisces rising, she would be co-ruled by Jupiter, which is conjunct Saturn in her eighth, and by Neptune, which is conjunct her moon. So you can begin to work with these configurations in terms of their angularity, their relationship to the ascendant. Do they rule the ascendant? And if you don't have a birth time at all, which I think she does, but if you're stuck with, uh, and it does happen occasionally, people are born without a birth certificate. I had one client who did not even know her birth date because she was a Vietnamese orphan, and so she had no records. And I told her, I think you're the only human being I've ever known who had absolutely no horoscope whatsoever, because it doesn't matter what anybody says, it will always be speculative. And so in one sense, you're totally free from any fate. 
is kind of a remarkable state of being. The only kind of astrology we'll ever be able to use is orary, which she did. Now, that would be interesting right there. <laughs> it was. <laughs> wow. But so that's the really the only response to something like this, because I think it's genuine. When people feel this way, it means that there is a reason to pay attention to this. It wouldn't have come up if it weren't. So pay attention to it. Figure out what's off. It takes a little work. And the more practice you have doing this, it doesn't come up that often. But when it does... This is, is how you do it. You begin to study these archetypes. And if you can find these differences, like particularly with the ascendant or the midheaven, changing signs because it's very early in the sign or very late in the sign, it might be in a different sign, particularly if you have that adjustment. It's a big help. Also, if the moon were to change signs, uh, because it's it's a fast-moving planet that too can be an aid in in coming to a decision about what is a more accurate birth time because without the ascendant and midheaven being accurate you don't know exactly what houses these planets are in and that's what's uncertain here all right because all of the rulerships could change just because the ascendant changes you see boy that's why this is so critical now i have a friend who definitely is confident that this is accurate birth information She's an 11-degree Aries, and I've talked to her several times, and she says, I just don't feel like Aries at all. She's soft-spoken. She has a quiet demeanor. She doesn't have a temper. <laughs> you know, it's like, as you keep going, she's not overly, uh, what do you say, self-starting. I mean, to the point of, like, you know, just always pushing, pushing, pushing. And, in fact, if you were to look at her and be with her for any length of time, you would think, where is this Aries sun? Well, the first thing I noticed is that Mars rules all those Aries planets, and it's in Pisces, which is all the things you described, except it's a dual sign. And it's opposite her moon in Virgo. So she's very discriminating and very critical. Uh, and very bright, and Venus and Aries, all so the Mars in Pisces softens all of that supposed drive and everything, but she really is. In many ways, this is a born caregiver, including going all the way up into medical fields, healthcare fields, and so on. So, and so she's very capable of sacrificing herself for other people. And she's got the Venus retrograde conjunct her son. So, in a lot of ways, love and romance and marriage may come second to her growing desire to add metaphysics and spirituality to her healing talents. She's very bright. Yeah, she is. She's a talented artist a, as well. Yeah, and so that you go into any of the Pisces areas of career, the healthcare fields is one, certainly the arts, spirituality and metaphysics, you know, is another one. But I think that's where that's an example of how a ruling planet will color all of the planets that are in the sign that it rules. And by the way, this chart, of course, without the identification, will be in the show notes so you can download this to see exactly what we're talking about. You said this doesn't come up very often. What kind of percentage, if you were to oh, think gosh. about? <laughs> I know, I know. That's a more. Oh, but it, I, is it like with le, it? Less, like, less than less than five percent of the time. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe two percent. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So normally it's pretty spot on. Yeah. 
or within, you know, within a well, for example, we rectified Donald's Donald Trump's chart in that class only by four minutes. Right. So, you know, and it's, which doesn't sound like a lot until you get into using solar arcs and you want to use the ascendant solar arc. You'd better have an accurate ascendant to begin with and an accurate midheaven to begin with, or those solar arcs will be off by one year. So that's why you do it. And plus, we did it because Donald Trump has the very tail end of Leo rising. He could very easily have Virgo rising and one of the ways when we rectified it according to when his father made him the i believe president of trump org when he was 21 if i'm not mistaken we made the midheaven correspond with that and then we also and some other events in his life and then we went through his children gender by gender starting with his first child which is shown in a man's chart in his fifth house, his second child at his seventh house, his third child at his ninth house, his fourth child at his eleventh house, his fifth child at the ascendant, and so on. In every case, they were exactly right. First child was a boy, second child was a girl, third child was a boy, fourth child was a girl, fifth child was a boy. And then we said, let's try it with his siblings in order. And again, totally accurate, including the death of his brother, Fred, Fred was it? Valcol was it? Showed up in, a, in the Neptune cafe. So these are just supplemental techniques to help you rectify a chart to, to your own satisfaction. So in this chart, I can understand why she feels she's not an Aries at all, because she in many ways isn't. She's a Pisces. And I got to have to tell you that Mars in Pisces is in her ninth house, which is one of the main houses, if not the primary house, for examining past lives. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, she was so, also a spiritual late bloomer. She was not raised in a, in a spiritual or religious family, and she only found this um, late 30s, early 40s, I would say. Interesting. Interesting. And just think about her value system. And you got two planets Saturn and Uranus both square each other, and that's exactly what potentially is there. Uranus is the stronger of the two. Awakening will take precedence over inhibiting with that square. And they're both at 10 degrees, one's at 11 almost, but 10 degrees times at age 10, this began, or breaking away from those kinds of values and traditions at 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Every 10 years, she has a breakthrough experience that alters her values and awakens her even more. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I know it's a lot to put together, especially for those of us who are not as just proficient in taking a look at something. Robert's never seen this and being able to pick it apart so quickly. But what an amazing ability the sky gives us to understand ourselves and others. Robert, thank you for this. If you'd like to book Robert for a reading or anything else that we have going on here, it's all in the show notes attached to the episode. Be sure to check out the Horary class if it's anything you're interested in to be able to take your astrology knowledge to a whole new level. That is available on the funastrology.com website. And our YouTube channel has all the videos. And also, our Discord channel is very much alive for follow-up questions. 
So you can go in there and ask Kristen and the team of folks that are reading in there if you have something that you'd like to catch their spin on. They'd be happy to opine. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock.